You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. I'm excited for this morning. It's our breakthrough Sunday this morning. And uh, I'm, I'm believing for God to do something amazing uh, in your life, in the life of our church. And uh, so I'm feeling good. So there's that spiritual uh, excitement I've got this morning. That's, that's a good thing. And uh, my team won last night, Manchester United. I'm just going to keep you informed about that. As long as I'm the pastor here, you're going to know how United is doing every year. And uh, so they won last night, so we're coming seventh. We're, we're above Liverpool. And uh, three, three people care. And uh, that's all right. I don't mind. <laughs> Over the last month or two, we've been talking about legacy. And, uh, you know, what does it mean to live a life of legacy? We've been talking about what the principles are of legacy. Legacy is to uh, leave something valuable for that next generation, for your next of kin. And we've been talking about in your family, we've been talking about our church family, and what are we going to leave behind as a legacy uh, for that next uh, church family, and then also in, in your life. And we've been talking about what does it mean to have a legacy mindset? How do we have to think? Uh, how do we have to act, you know, to be people who we're not worried about the future. We're not saying, Lord, we've got to build a great future because we're worried about it. No, 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 we're not worried, right? But we are, you know what, Lord, we want you to move in our life so that in the future, lives then can be moved through, right? That's how we think, right? We want God to work a miracle, not just today. Who wants a miracle today in their life? And I want a miracle, right? I want to see God do amazing things in me, in my family, you know, in, in my extended family, in, in, in your family, in our church family. And I, I, I want to see God move today. Man, but I also want to live a life where later on down the track, things I do today, God gets credit for. That's how I want to live. That when God moves in my life today, that my kids in 10 years' time will say, praise God for doing what he did in dad's life. Praise God for that, right? I want my kids to experience the miracles. Uh, I, I want to experience those miracles now so that in the future, people can look back and say, man, look at what God did. Yep. You know, in this last uh, two months about, we've, we've talked about the Israelites crossing into the promised land from, uh, and then they get into the promised land. Uh, God brings them out of slavery from Egypt and he has this promise for their life that they won't be slaves anymore, that they'll own uh, uh, land. And so God has this land for them and pu- puts them into the promised land. And as they walk through the Jordan River, they pick up 12 stones. Do you remember that one? They pick up 12 stones. What do they do, what do, they do with the stones? Yeah, they build a memorial. They build an altar. And what was that for? It was so that each generation after that one that came out of, uh, that came to the Jordan, each generation after could look at the, this, this pile of stones, look at this memorial and say, man, look at what God did then. If God can do it then, he can do it again, right? That's why they built a memorial. I don't know about you, but I want my life to be a memorial. That when people see my life, they say, man, look at what God's done in his life. Man, maybe God can do it in my life. Maybe God can do what he did then again. That's how I want to live, and I hope you want to live that way as well. That's how I want our church to be, that this church would be a memorial. I want that when people walk past this place, they go, hang on, something good's happening in there. <laughs> I wonder if the goodness in there could come in here, right? That's what I want. We've talked about Solomon's temple. Remember that one? We talked about Solomon's temple and how Solomon built this great temple. And the queen of Sheba comes and she sees 
How much uh, 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 care and attention that this nation puts into the temple of God. And the Queen of Sheba says, man, look at how you present your God and look at the blessing that your God has put on your nation. Praise your God. I want to live a life like that. Where the attention that I give to God impacts others. And the blessing that God puts in my life impacts others. And I'm waiting for more of the days when people say, man, God's doing awesome things in that place. Praise God. (laughs) Right? I'm waiting for that. I want to live that kind of legacy. And so we've talked about these things. We've talked about how there's vision behind legacy. All right? Legacy is something that we can see. That uh, Legacy has a mission. It's not just enough to see. Right? But God has called us to do as well, to act. Uh, a legacy, that there's an element of faith with legacy. We have a hope that God can do something great in our life and through our life. There's a generosity with legacy. Without generosity, there is no legacy. Literally, right? There is generosity behind legacy. There's an anointing uh, for legacy. And there's a generational impact found in legacy. Legacy is found all throughout the Bible. It's found all throughout Scripture. It's found all in the early church. In fact, the early church DNA was one of legacy, right? It was built on legacy. This church is built on legacy, right? The legacy is in the DNA. It's in the fabric of this, of this place. We're sitting right now in somebody else's legacy. Yeah. You and I are sitting in somebody else's idea. Yeah. This building, it was someone's idea. And they inspired the church to give. And then the church back then built this. And so we get to have a physical home for our church. We're sitting in somebody else's legacy. And every generation has a responsibility to its house. Every generation has a responsibility to the call of God. Every generation has a responsibility to sowing into the vision that God is taking it on, right? It's legacies in the DNA of this church. And so every August, we receive what we call our breakthrough offering here at Centro Church. Every August we do this. We receive our breakthrough offering. We believe here that as we give in a breakthrough offering, that God breaks through in our life. One of the stories in the Bible was when uh, there was a plague on Israel and the people were sick and they were praying and I don't know why, but for some reason it just didn't lift. And then a guy by the name of David, he was the leader, he was the king of Israel. He says, you know what, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go give God an offering. And the Bible says that David goes and he gives, a, he gives this breakthrough offering. He gives this offering and says, God, I'm going to give something that costs me and I'm going to believe that this sickness will be taken off the people. And the Bible says that David gives in the offering and at that moment, there's a breakthrough. There's a healing. We believe here at Centro Church that when we participate in breakthrough offerings, that God breaks through in areas of our life, right? And today is about that. That is what we're doing today. Uh, This is a practice where we prayerfully commit to seeking God for how we can join him through partnering with his church to see his kingdom come to all people. We want to see God break through in the life of our families and in the life of our community. This morning is kind of like the halftime team talk for Central Church. That's what it is this morning. 
For us, for, for you and I, the members of our church, those who call Central Church home, this is kind of like our big pump up before the game. And if you're visiting here today, I also want to say a big hello and welcome to Centro Church. This is an amazing place and uh, full of amazing people and, uh, that, that will love you. And, and, and I hope that you, know, you call this place home. And you, but you've come into a very special day today. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one day a year where we kind of go, okay, everyone, come in. <laughs> right? There's only one day. Every other day where, hey, everyone, get out. <laughs> right? hey, go out. But this is the one day where we say, hey, hey, everyone, come in, come in. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's have a discussion about the mission, right? And so you, you have come into a very, very special day here at Centro Church, and uh, you're more than welcome to, to participate. You know, you're, you're more than welcome to get in the, in the huddle. There's no pressure uh, to get in the huddle, but that's what today is about. And so if you are visiting, welcome. And uh, we have a gift for you after the preach this morning. And uh, so that's that. Uh, but we're going to unpack 1 Corinthians 16, 1-3 to today, the rest of us in our team huddle. We're going to unpack this scripture. I just want to preach for, uh, for a moment. And then we're going to take up a breakthrough offering today. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, what that uh, looks like and what we're going to uh, put that money to work for today. But we're going to find ourselves in 1 Corinthians 16, 1-3. And it says this. It'll be behind me. There it is right there. It says this. Now, regarding your question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem. Paul right here is writing to the church in Corinth and he's about to take up an offering. He's about to receive an offering for the church. Uh, Not just for this church, but uh, specifically for the church in Jerusalem. Paul has this fire in his belly. He has this desire in his bones for the church to increase in influence. He has this desire for the church, to, uh, for God to move through his church, that people would be impacted. And so Paul is on this mission to build the church. And so he's talking to this church in particular, Corinth, and says, now regarding the question about the money being collected, the offering for God's people in Jerusalem, he says, you should follow the same procedure that I gave the churches in Galatia. So it's not just this church. In fact, it's all the churches in Galatia. There were many churches in Galatia that Paul is taking, up this, is taking up this offering for. And this is just one of the churches now being involved in this offering. Verse 2, he says this. This is how you should do it. Verse 2. On the first day of each week, Sunday, you should each put aside a portion of the money that you've earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. Verse 3. When I come, I will write letters of recommendation for the messengers that you choose to deliver your gift to Jerusalem. Let's pray before we unpack this. Lord, I just pray that, uh, uh, that this morning would be a morning of inspiration. It would be a morning of breakthrough. And I pray, Lord, just as Paul uh, spoke to uh, this church in Corinth, Lord, that you would speak to us and that we would be able to uh, give something that would uh, extend your kingdom. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Amen. Thanks, babe. She said, good job. That's what she said. I just read the Bible and she said, good job. <laughs> She's a good wife, isn't she? Yeah. Encourages me. Well done reading the Bible, babe. Well done. And, uh, Paul was a man of legacy. He was a man with fire on the inside of his bones to extend the church. And right here, we see him building a foundation for the early church. That the early church is to be something that would uh, build up influence, that would build up favor, that would uh, build up blessing, that would build up outreach. And so Paul is saying, hey, here is uh, the breakthrough mindset. 
here is a legacy mindset. You are to be a people that, is, that, that, that God is calling to build something for the future that would impact people's lives. And so this morning, I want to just speak into this and do the same thing. And I want to preach into our legacy. I want to speak into our mission. I want to preach into what we're doing today and how we can all be involved in the call of God for our life. Right, Not just yours, but for the life of this church. And so what I want is I want to preach a, a thought this morning called Three Moments of Legacy. Three Moments of Legacy. And my prayer today is that as we have the opportunity to do these three things that I've, I'm, just, I'm just going to pull out of the Scripture today, I really believe that God's going to set us up for legacy. He's going to set your family up for legacy. He's going to do something fresh and new and breakthrough in your life and in the life of our church. Amen? Amen. Three Moments of legacy. You know, moments impact our life. Uh, really, we are a sum of moments, <laughs> right? That's what we are right now. Uh, you know, I am who I am because of moments, many moments. Uh, I remember the moment that my dad said, in this household, we are Manchester United supporters, right? <laughs> I remember that moment, right? That's why I support the team I, I support. My dad, it's a moment. I remember the moment I got my license and I was able to, where are you going, son? None of your business, I'm going, all right? I got my license, all right? And that was, I remember that moment. I remember the moment that I became a Christian. I remember the moment where on the altar, God did something amazing in my life and took out all just, just this regret and whatever it was and, and I became free. I remember the moment I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember the moment of my first kiss with my wife. I'm just going to stop and think about that. That was, that was a good night. Oh. Last week, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I still like kissing my wife. And, uh, I remember the moment that she came home and told me, I'm pregnant. And the moment of me thinking... Holy moly, there's a human that now relies on me to live. <laughs> I remember that moment, right? We are sums of moments in our life. And today is a moment. We're going to have a moment today where I'm believing that as we participate in the building of God's church, that there's a line in the sand today for you, that there's a healing, a, a, a healing that there's a breakthrough that there's a mission that you're a part of. And today is a, is a day that you can say, man, back then, look at what God did in that moment. And so I'm praying for moments today. And I think that there's three moments that right now you and I can be involved in. And in this moment, we can do something amazing as a church. And we can do something amazing in this moment that sets our church up uh, for great success. And so I'm hoping today for number one, one moment for each person to get involved. One moment for each person to get involved. First Corinthians 16, 2, Paul says this. On the first day of each week, you should each. Everyone say each. Each. I love pulling, I love pulling the Greek uh, from, from the uh, English words and going back to the original text. Uh, the Greek word here is the word hekastos. Everyone say hekastos. It's a beautiful word. Hekastos means this. It means each. <laughs> That's what it means, right? Let each of you, right, put aside a portion. Paul is saying to the Corinth church, hey, this isn't up to just one or two people. Each of you should be involved in this. Let each person give to this offering. 
And I'm saying today that if we want to create a moment that is special, then it's going to require each of us to be involved. Because God does amazing things through one person. He can do great things through two people. But He can do unbelievable things through each person. Right? And we're all called to each be involved today. Uh, I, um, in, in March 2001, I became a Christian. In my church in April, the next month, the, uh, the church was holding this youth camp on the Gold Coast. And so I wanted to go, but I didn't have a job. I had no money. It cost $450. And so as a new Christian, I prayed, God, I'm hearing about how you bless people. Would you bless me so I can go on this youth conference? It was one of the first prayers that I prayed. Uh, that next Sunday, this lady came up to me and gave me an envelope and said, hey, I'm just in prayer and God told, me to give you, God, God told me to give me this to you, to give you this from me. He told me to give you this. That's what, he, that's what she said. <laughs> I meant that. It was in my notes, right? <laughs> I opened it up. $450. I paid for my youth camp right there and then, right? That was awesome. And I went on this youth camp and... I had my first real encounter with God. Uh, sorry, second real encounter with God. But it was there where I heard the call of God. It was there where I heard this call of ministry, where God did this thing in my life. And I was, man, I'm, you die for me. I'm going to live for you. You know, and that was where I found that. And I never looked back since. That next year, our church did the same camp. And I felt God speak to me and say, hey, just as someone gave to you, you now need to give to someone else. God had blessed me that year. I now had a job that paid really good and I had, I had money now. And so not only could I afford myself to go, but I, then I paid for somebody else to go. And ever since then, we have lived that kind of life where we have been generous uh, uh, you know, to the things of God and to what God wants to do and uh, things with youth camp and that kind of thing, right? If my life was on the trajectory that it was because someone gave then I just thought, you know what? I'm going to live that life where every year I'm going to put someone else on that trajectory. I'm going to give because someone gave to me. Deuteronomy 16, 17 says, each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way that the Lord God has blessed you. And so I've just lived this life where just as God has blessed me in that proportion, I'm going to live a life where what I sow in, I'm hoping that God does amazing things in that person's life. Right, That lady gave, and so I gave. Each of us are called to give in proportion to what God has done in our life. And my question to you is this. What has God done in your life? What miracles have you seen God do? Maybe you've seen a healing. Maybe God has restored a relationship. Maybe God has been this great rescuer. Maybe God has been this great redeemer. For every single one of us who have said yes to Jesus, he's certainly our great saviour. <laughs> if there's one thing to get excited about, it's that we're not going to hell, right? There's an eternal heaven for us, a Christian hope for you and I, right? And the Bible here says, give in proportion to what he's done in your life. And so because God has blessed me, because someone gave, I just live this life now where you know what, God, I'm gonna give back into your kingdom, and hope that people through this gift also find you as well. There's a photo of a, a couple here, Gustav and Rita. These guys in the late 1900s gave the largest university donation at that point in time. It was $13 million to Harvard that they just gave. 
Um, Gustav is a lawyer. He made lots and lots of money. Rita uh, studied law at Harvard. So did Gustav. And they made lots of money. She was a business owner. They made lots and lots of money. They both went to Harvard. In fact, they met at Harvard. And they fell in love at Harvard. And they got married because they met each other at Harvard. And when somebody asked Rita, hey, why are you giving us $13 million? This is what she said. She said, I'm giving $13 million because the school has a unique role in bringing us together. Oh, everyone go, oh, all right. 13, because they were in love. And that school for them represented love. That's where I found the love of my life. And so we're giving $13 million to that school, right, where we met each other, right? They were giving in proportion to what, that's, what they felt that school had done in their life, yeah. right? And what we're doing today is we're going to give in proportion, right, to what God has done in our life. It's not about a sum, right? It's not about a certain amount of money. It's about, Lord, you've done amazing things in my life, and so I want to pay it forward. I want to give it back. I want to give in proportion to the things that you've done in my life. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed, right? Uh, there's one moment where we are all involved today because let me tell you, two are better than one. We can, help all, we, we can all help each other succeed. We can all help Centro Church succeed in the mission that God has called it to do. What does success look like for our life? For, for our church, it looks like Active evangelism leading to discipleship, right? It looks like mission strategies leading to community transformation. It looks like taking care of our properties and our assets. It, 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 success is us taking pride in our God and His work in our life. But here's the thing. Not one person can do all of that. It's going to take a collective. It's going to take a church. It's going to take all of us Right, being involved and saying, you know what, God, you have a mission for the church, and so I'm going to sow into church today. I'm going to sow into that mission. Two are better than one. Three are better than two. Five hundred are better than three. Right? And so it's all of us pushing together. Imagine what we could achieve if each of us sow into the kingdom today. Imagine what, what we could achieve if each of us are involved the second moment is this. I'm really believing for uh, one moment where each person is intentional with their gift. And I'm believing for, interne- uh, for uh, uh, intentionality today, that we would be intentional about what we're giving. Yeah. Paul says on the first day of each week, you should each put aside a portion, right? Now, uh, some people's portions are different to other people's portions, right? Once again, the amount isn't what Paul is after. What Paul is saying is this. What God has done in your life and how God has blessed you, give into proportion of that blessing and give a portion of the proportion that God has given to you. Don't give any more. Don't give any less. Give what you feel you and God are going to give to today, right? Give, uh, put aside a portion. Be intentional. My wife loves it when I'm intentional. She loves it. She's nodding right now, right? She loves it when I intentionally say, hey, babe, ditch the kids at mum and dad's house, we're going on a date, right? She loves that. Uh, she loves it when I intentionally come home and say, hey, I'll cook dinner tonight. There's favour and blessing in the Spark household when I do that, yeah. right? Yeah. 
My wife loves it when I'm intentional about taking the clothes out of the washing machine and hanging them on the line, right? She loves that. There's blessing and favour in the Spark household when she does that, right? When there's intentionality, it's a peace. There's peace in the home, right? There's joy. There's favour. I could screw up later on in the day, but she's just thinking, nah, he did hang the washout. That's pretty good, right? right? There's favour with intention, with, with intentionality. Who knows that when I'm not intentional, there's no blessing in favour, right? right? It's good when you have intention. Intentionality is a good thing. Intentional generosity brings you joy. There's a story in the Bible where this woman uh, gives an offering to Jesus. The Bible says that she breaks open an alabaster jar, a very expensive uh, 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 fra- fragrant oil, perfume. And she anoints the head of Jesus. And Jesus says, man, because of what this woman has done, everyone's going to talk about her for the rest of time, which is what we're doing right now. Right? What a legacy, right? What a legacy where people are still talking about you breaking, uh, throwing oil over somebody's head, right? Uh, that's what happens. She gives this offering and this joy, this release, this breakthrough comes into this woman's life. But the, nary, the, the very next verse, it says this. It says that, uh, so when she broke it open, the disciples got upset. And one of the, one of the disciples said, Jesus, why did she, she didn't have to give you that, right? She was silly giving you that, giving you that big offering. That was a silly thing to do. And Jesus says, no, 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 she's, she's done a great thing and she's going to leave a great legacy. And the very next verse says this, it says, Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests to ask how much he could get to betray Jesus. One person gives an offering and is filled with joy. The other person despises the offering and then he gets a sick heart. There's something about intentional generosity that brings healing to the heart. Uh, there's an article called Hardwired Forgiving in the Wall Street Journal. You can check it out. It's, the author is this scientist that went and looked at what happens in your brain and in your body when you give intentionally right, out of joy. And what they found was that when you give intentionally out of joy, that oxytocin and serotonin is released in your body. These are the chemicals that tell, you, that, that tell your brain, hey, things are good right now. They're the chemicals that do that. They're the chemicals that are released that, 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 that bring pleasure. They're the chemicals uh, released that make you feel hopeful for the future, right? Those chemicals. What science is discovering now, we've already read in that story with Jesus and the woman, that when she gave, oxytocin and serotonin went through her and there was this joy, there was this happiness that she gave this uh, offering to Jesus and the one that didn't, the one that despised it, the heart got sick. There's a difference between giving in joy and giving out of compulsion. Has anyone here got a parking ticket before? Right. Uh, that was a rhetorical question. Okay. Right. Uh, I've gotten a few parking tickets before. When I give them my money, I'm not giving out of joy. There's no oxytocin or serotonin going through my body. I'm giving out of compulsion. And so there's anger. And I despise the ticket. How dare they take my money even though I did the wrong thing, right? And I get angry because someone's making me pay. Someone's making me give. Ah! Hey, hate 
people taking money off me when I know that they would have if I, didn't, if I did that, right? But it's different when we give out of joy and out of honour and out of love, right? Today is about us being intentional. It's not about compulsion, right? It's for all of us to be involved and all of us to go, you know what? God has done amazing things in my life and I want him to do it again. In fact, I want him to do it so much that this church becomes a memorial. It becomes the physical temple, right? Where where we meet as a church, when people walk past this place, they're gonna be drawn into this place, right? It's a place of joy. Today is about giving out of joy. Giving out of being intentional unlocks joy. And the third moment is this. One moment for each person to commit to the journey. Paul finishes off in 1 Corinthians 6, where he says, When I come, I will write letters of recommendation for the messengers that you choose to deliver your gift to Jerusalem. Uh, This offering that Paul was taking up was going on a journey. And the same thing is happening today. The offering that we're taking up today is going to go on a journey. This isn't just an offering that we're going to take up and there we go, we've got money in the bank. Cool. No, no, there's purpose for this money. There was purpose for the breakthrough offering in this church and there's purpose for our breakthrough offering today. And my hope is this, is that we all take one moment to be involved, that we all take one moment to be intentional and that we all take one moment to finish the journey that we've been called to. Our church has been called on a journey, right? We're sitting in somebody else's legacy and it's up to us now to maintain and to keep it going forward. That's the, that's the mandate on, our, on this generation right now. That's the mandate on us as a church. About weekly to every six weeks, I put petrol in my car. Why do I do that? I do that because I'm going on a journey. And my car requires me to put into it so it can get to the end of the journey. The church requires us to put in. Now, God is our source, absolutely. We believe that God is, it gives us all the good things, right? God is our provider, right? But God also uses His church and His people, right? To put power into it because He uses us. And today is a day where we can put into our church so that we can continue on the journey that God has called us on. And so what we're gonna do um, with this offering that we're gonna take up today is... Um, we're gonna do uh, three things with it. Number one, um, we're gonna give each campus uh, a sum of money to do four things. And the four things is this. The four things is to improve aesthetics, is to improve our kids' church, is to improve the visitor experience, and, uh, and, and then to uh, improve some of our um, production area. So that's the first thing that we're doing with this money is each campus, uh, Ipswich and Collingwood Park, will be given some of, a sum of money for aesthetics, the visitor experience, uh, um, uh, production, and um, and and uh, Centro Kids. Okay, so that's the first thing that we're going to be using this money for today. The second thing is this: um, the generation before us, and some of those people are still here today, built this big building right next door, three-story building that's called the Multiplex, and it's amazing. What an amazing legacy! that we get to have, right, uh, is unbelievable. It's about 20 years old, give or take, and there's some things now that need major repairs on it. <laughs> and so we as a church, it's up to us now to put some money into that building so it lasts another 20 years, okay? 
because we want our things to last and we want our things to be well cared for, yeah? yeah. Right? We don't want it crumbling down and falling down. And so we need to put a bit of money into that building to just for some major repairs. And then the third thing is this. Um, I want to put some money toward a building fund. Now, we haven't talked about a building fund for a very, very long time in this church, but we do have one. And there's $4,000 in it right now. <laughs> and, uh, but I want us to build up that bank account. Um, we planted a church from here seven years ago in Collingwood Park. They're still setting up and packing down every single Sunday. But I want us uh, to be able to put them into their own space, right? Where they have their own little house where they can meet together. That requires money, right? And so I want to build up a building fund so that, uh, so that a church like Collingwood Park can get into its own space. Also, I want us to plant another church. We have church planting on us. It's been prophesied over us the last two years. People have, have, have spoken that over our church, that there's, another, that there's campuses more to come. Uh, the church in Rosewood just closed down two weeks ago. There's no ACC church in Boat Desert. There's no ACC church in Kriana Downs. These are the places that I'm looking at going, you know what, those places need a church. Maybe it could be us, who knows, right? But what do we need for that? We need money. And so our building fund is going to cover those things. It's going to uh, give us uh, the ability to uh, uh, one day, you know, buy, buy uh, property and then also give us the capacity to plant uh, another church. And so this is what we're doing with our offering today. 2 Corinthians 8.11 says this. This is Paul once again talking to the same church, just in the second letter now. And Paul says this. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Our legacy breakthrough offering today is to say, God, we believe that you were the source of everything good. You're our provider. And God, you've done a great work in our life. You've done amazing things in, in, in my family, in my life personally, and, and in this church. And, that's amazing. And so I'm going to give out of my capacity today, Lord, what can I give that represents a portion of what you've done in my life? And I want to ask you today, would we all be involved? Would you all ask, hey, God, give me something specific to give. I want to give in proportion to what you've done in my life so that we can finish off this journey. I'm not asking you to give more than what God says and, I'm, and certainly not less than what God says. What I'm saying today is, hey, let's all give something that's in proportion to what God's done in our life and let's believe for a miracle today in our Breakthrough Sunday. Amen? Amen. I want to pray for you. This is what, what, what we're going to do. Now, some people have already given okay, uh, throughout the week and I know that some, uh, some people are waiting to give because there's, there's a capacity coming. Right, some of us will give today. Now, uh, uh, how you can give is either you can scan the QR code in front of you on the chair there, and there's give, and then you just select uh, a breakthrough legacy offering, okay? Or you can uh, write out on your credit card if you want. There's uh, legacy um, slips on your chair. Here's what I want to do though: for some of you, you've already given. Some of you will give. Some of you are giving today. In a moment. I'm going to pray, we're going to sing and worship, and then we're going to come and give. And I want you to come out and, and in a tangible way, take a moment to step out and put your gift in the box here. If you've already given, could you still put a card in and just write 
you know, already given, <laughs> right? And write the amount on there that you've already gave and put it in as an act of declaration, right? If you are giving, just write what you're giving and that's it. If you're going to give, write on there something like, you know, uh, we will be giving this much. Um, and maybe even write your name on there as well. That would be a good thing. So, okay, yep. So that's what we're going to do today. So I would love it if you're going to participate, which I hope everyone does, right? Just come bring a card out anyway. If you've already given, bring a card out. If you're going to give, bring a card out. If you're going to give in the future, bring a card out, right? Just write on there what you're doing. And I just believe that God's going to bless you. If you need a pen, just um, you can put your hand up uh, as I pray. Uh, you can put your hand up as I pray and uh, we'll get one of our uh, guys to get a pen to you. So Lord, I pray over this offering today that we give, that, uh, that you would bless it, that you would multiply it, and that you would do something miraculous in it and through it. And so we're praying for breakthrough today, Lord. Breakthrough that you would do it again. Lord, that you would move mountains in our life. Lord, that you would uh, move mountains, Lord, on our journey as a church as well. And that we would see uh, you victorious in all, in many, many areas. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, why don't we stand this morning? We're going to worship. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 